grace and mercy and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for today is Jesus' words from Luke chapter 21. And there will be signs in sun and moon and stars and on the earth distress of nations in perplexity because of the roaring of the sea and the waves. People fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming on the world for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when you see these things begin to take place, straighten up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. This is the text. Dear friends in Christ, this is the season of Advent and for us it is a season of hope. Hope, you say, Pastor. It seems that in the last two years as COVID continues to drag on that many have lost their hope. With lockdowns and masks up, many have lost hope that we can or ever will be the same again. During this pandemic, statistics have come to us fast and furious on the evening news. Cases are up, ICU beds are past capacity, vaccination numbers are given, and worst of all, the number of deaths are recounted. It is if we are losing a war against an enemy that cannot be seen, only its effects can be observed as hospital beds fill and then empty into the morgue. There is also the less talked about pandemic, the one that stems from hopelessness. Suicide rates are way up, especially among teens and young adults. There is an opioid crisis that runs unabated in our society. Alcohol consumption is way up as people spiral down, wondering when does it stop? When can we go back to normal? When can we hug our family and friends again? When can we go back to stop and not thinking about death? People are waiting on medicine and science to give us some hope, a light at the end of the tunnel. But to get us back to what? Living in an affluent and free society never gave us hope in the face of death. To what do people of this world pin their faith. George Bernard Shaw, playwright and liberal philosopher of the early 20th century, in his last musings before he died, he wrote this, the science to which I pinned my faith is bankrupt. Its counsels which should have established the millennium led instead to the suicide of Europe. I believed them once. In their name, I helped destroy the faith of millions of worshipers in temples of a thousand creeds. And now they look at me and witness the great tragedy of an atheist who has lost his faith. People again are looking in the wrong place for hope. They are looking for length of days, normalcy, ease of life, frivolity. But none of these things has ever done anything but put off the inevitable. Death. The death talk again, pastor. Yes, well, Jesus said this, there will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars and on the earth, distress of nations in perplexity because of the roaring of the sea and the waves, people fainting with fear and foreboding of what is coming in the world and the heavens themselves will be shaken. Yes, heaven and earth will pass away. The heavens and the earth will die and people likewise. Everyone knows it. And yet this world riles and rails against it to no avail. And so the world numbs itself against death. I saw a TV show the other day and a movie star was being interviewed. She is quite famous as a movie star and she is an alcoholic who no longer drinks. She said of herself in this interview, 
I have it all, but it is not enough. I can see why people call alcohol spirits because people are searching for the spiritual. People are looking to be filled, looking for hope. I was in the trap of not feeling filled, not having hope, and I used alcohol to numb that feeling. It's funny that Jesus warns, but watch yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the cares of this life, and that day come upon you suddenly like a trap, for it will come upon all who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Everyone who is here, when that great and terrible day comes, will be surprised, but not everyone will be without hope. Dear friends, it has been a good run for most of us here in Canada. We have lived in one of the most affluent and easiest times in history. But Jesus says a change is coming. When signs in the sun and the moon and the stars and on the earth shall come and nations will be thrown into perplexity because of the roaring of the sea and people will faint with fear and things that can be seen will hold nothing but foreboding and no hope. And then what? G.K. Chesterton said it well when he said, hope means hoping when things are hopeless or it is no virtue at all. As long as matters are really hopeful, hope is, hope is mere flattery or platitude. It is only when everything is hopeless that hope becomes a strength. From where does such strength come? From the one thing that does not die. From the one thing that does not pass away. God's word. We are at war with something unseen. COVID is just a symptom of the brokenness of sin in this world and it looks like we are losing because everybody dies. There is only one cure, one hope and that was sent to us in the flesh about 2,000 years ago. God sent his son in the flesh to be the hope of the world. Yes, dark days are coming but they are of the shadow of death for us who hope in Christ. For God says through his prophet Jeremiah, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise that I made with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will dwell securely. And this is the name by which it will be called, the Lord is our righteousness." Dear friends, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The world pins its hope on things, on wealth, on people, even on themselves. We pin our hopes on the coming of God in the flesh. We place our hope in the advent of our God, just as God's chosen people did thousands of years ago. Jesus is that righteous branch, that Son of God who came in the flesh for us. Jesus says of the flesh of man, the flesh is of no avail. We cannot pin our hopes to ourselves for our flesh can accomplish nothing toward our salvation. But the word made flesh, it is to him we pin our hopes upon. Jesus says it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh is of no avail. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. God's word will not pass away and the word that was placed on you when the pastor took some water and poured it on your head and said, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. In that moment, all that Christ had accomplished in the flesh was given to you. Everything that Christ had accomplished in his body was credited to you. 
As George Bernard Shaw said near his death, the science to which I pinned my faith is bankrupt. For us, in Christ, the God to which we pin our faith is triumphant over death. He who took on flesh had his flesh pinned to the cross for our sake, had the sins of the world pinned on him for our sake, paying for those sins fully and completely so that we might have forgiveness of sins and that our hearts would be established in holiness before our God and Father. We pin our hope to the one who rose from the dead, the one who death could not pin, but Christ overcame death to give us the promise of everlasting life. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And that God-man, Jesus Christ, died in the flesh so that we might live. And now we put our hope in the same promise that Christ put his hope in. Jesus knew he would rise from the dead, knowing the words of the psalmist. Therefore my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure. For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol or let your Holy One see corruption. Christ has risen in the flesh Death could not pin him, and so shall we rise. And on him do we pin our hope of everlasting life. There is a typical inscription on the tombstones in Paul, the Apostle Paul's day, and they read like so. I was not, I became, I am not, I care not. Your tombstone could read, the great I am became flesh because he cared for me. I am with him. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now let us pray. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in and through Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Hi, Pastor Sai here. I hope this message was encouraging for you. Riverbend Lutheran Church, our goal is to support Christians in their daily walk with God and in proclaiming the love of Christ to a lost and broken world. We're a small and inviting congregation welcoming any and all who are sinful, hurting, seeking, or simply broken. Whether you're already a Christian and are looking for a church home or you're undecided about your faith and looking for answers, you are welcome here. We have a number of programs for all ages and walks of life. Sunday mornings we have worship followed by educational programs for all ages. Please join us. For more information, you can visit us online at www.riverbendlutheran.com, call us at 780-430-7382, or email me at pastor at riverbendlutheran.com. Better yet, stop in for a visit. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace.